Hello, everybody. Hello. This is a new video update about our cosmic Pleiadian communication. I'm here with Robert today. This is the this is the Robert I I have been talking to you about. I've been telling you about. He's my communication target and communication partner. And this experience happened to both of us. We have both separate YouTube channels. His YouTube channel is Despejando Enigmas. Hello, Robert. Hello. How are you? I'm okay. And you? <laughs> and you? I'm fine. All this. <laughs> That's very nice. Very nice English. Yeah, he doesn't speak much English. He says he understands. Yeah. But so it's a shame that he can't be with me during these updates because he knows a lot of things and he has a lot of information. And when, when we do our updates in Spanish with both of us right here, and we both share what we know. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's a different dynamic than just me speaking. So that's why I wanted to bring him here and just, just for a quick hello. Yes, did you understand? Yes, yes, yes. I will continue now by myself, but we just wanted to say Happy New Year. Yes, sorry, my speak English, but next year I speak English. You think? Happy New Year, everybody. Yes. Everybody. Okay, Happy New Year, and I'll see you right now. Well, here I am by myself now. So I would like to share with you some uh, new... Some information, it's not completely new because yes, we actually still don't have the communication with our Tigatan friends. Uh, since November the 7th, they have disappeared. And I think they are up to something really important. Something important is happening. They have to have, they have to, they have to have a good reason why they are gone. We, we are waiting patiently for their return. We, we hope so. And in the meantime, I have been reviewing the conversation from the from the past because there are a lot of conversations from the past and a lot of interesting little details that I would like to share with you. By the way, I have a I have a playlist with all the videos because all the videos they they follow a certain order. So if you happen just to pop in in this video or any other video, I would like you to go back to the beginning. Just now put the link and in every video, there is a link to the playlist. And if you go to the playlist, all the videos will play from the beginning. And this way you can follow the, the order of those videos. Okay. Interesting fact. In the beginning, we were talking about Tiger and the Pleiadians starseeds currently present on Earth because every Every race, and even within the Pleiades, there are so many different races, and all of them have their group of incarnated star seeds here, and they usually track them. They 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 are protected. They follow them usually, from my understanding. And Tigetans have initially they had two thousand five hundred TP TP Tigetan Pleiadians star seeds walking on earth. This includes star seeds, walk-ins, walk-in, walking soul is the soul that enters at some point during a person's life. Uh, well, it's some kind of interchange or some kind of um, agreement to enter at a, at a later point in life. So include uh, 2,500 uh, uh, star seeds, walkings, and walk-downs all together. What's a walk down? Walk down, it's actually a physical Tiget and Pleiadian coming down, walking earth, basically. There are not many of them, very few. And from what I understand, they don't stay here very long. But 
yes, it's an interesting fact. 2,500 uh, initially. In this, we have 2,000 females and 500 males. And later on, when we were talking with Varu, at that point, the number changed. And she said, there are, as of now on Earth, 2,371 remaining of the initial 2,500. Just an interesting fact. It doesn't seem like a lot, but just keep in mind what I said in the beginning, that every race has their group of starseeds. So together, thinking about how many races are there are out there, together there are quite a lot of starseeds. And they are doing their work. Even though we, if you are one of them and you're not conscious of your work, just being here, you are contributing. Believe me, you are contributing. Uh, there's no need to look for a deep, for a very complicated mission. You are already contributing to the cause just by being here. And you know, so many people ask, why aren't the ETs helping, for example? And this is, and this is, and this is, <laughs> this is where it kind of gets frustrating for me because well, frustrating is because people don't understand exactly what's happening. First of all, they are helping. They have been helping for, for, for many, 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 many years from the orbit. Okay. Fighting the reptilians and everything. So they are out, out there and they are helping through the star seeds. They are actually them. It's them here work, working as star seeds on earth. This is the way a very important and very difficult way to help. Do you know the amount of sacrifice that they, that these extraterrestrials have to be go have to be going through being incarnated here on earth? It's not paradise here. It's difficult. It's so much more difficult to be in a 3D than in a 5D existence. So they are not helping. They are helping. They are here. They are helping to the point of being here. They've personally sacrificed their personal lives to come here. They abandoned their homes, their friends and families to be here within, within the earth and to help from, from the inside. They, they have been doing a lot from the outside and from the inside. So that's that. That's on the Tigers and Pleiadians on earth. Interesting fact. Okay. I would like to go to the video that I made about non-real people. Remember when I was talking about non-real people, how some people are matrix people. They are basically hologram people projected somewhere from the moon installations and they have no souls. Now, this is the conversation that I had with Zvaru as the result of the quite quite a strong impact that this video had on the Spanish audience. Uh, the people were quite worried, started to analyze their family members, their friends, who is real, who is not real, how do I know I am real? So we had the conversation of, with Varu and, I'm, and I had a follow-up video where I was talking, addressing this issue a little bit with, uh, with Varu. And I want to show you what she said about, about this topic about people's concerns, about people's concerns. But before I share this with you, I want to just say a couple, couple of my own words. Becoming open to these realities, including unreal people, is part of the awakening process and transformation process, okay? We have all decided 
to take the red pill. Remember the movie Matrix? Neo, blue pill, the red pill. Red pill, you wake up and you, and you, and you wake up to the reality, to, to the facts. And so becoming aware of these things, of all these elements of the reality, such as unreal people is a part of the transformation process and waking up, waking up. We have all decided to do this. And now we have to be strong enough to face what's coming. And unreal people is just a little part of what's coming. Extraterrestrials, when they reveal themselves, they're going to come with all kinds of information of all kinds, of all types. It's not just going to be love and light, but they are going to come with strong and intense facts and things that we have never even considered and, and things that we have not been accustomed to. And opening ourselves to these realities, even though they are uncomfortable, it's the part of the shift and of becoming a 5D person. Basically, what I want to just say, tough, okay? I know it sounds a bit cold, but basically, if we want to, if we declare we are ready, then we are ready for whatever it is, for whatever it is, whatever is going to, to be revealed. I'm ready for the truth, for the truth, whatever the truth might mean. So, so the unreal people, the matrix people are the part of this uncomfortable truth. But if this is what we have decided to follow the truth, this is what we, we have to get, we have to embrace ourselves for now. Uh, and now this is Svaro's words about the subject because people were worried about losing family and friends. Also about losing the family and friends during the transformation process and the awakening and the, and the ascension process. Some people will just like chip away, will, will fall away from your life. And she says, about losing family and friends. Yes, that's true. And it hurts. It will hurt. But you don't lose them like in they are there next to your bed and then they are not the next second. It's a process and it's already occurring. When your belief systems begins begin to differ from the ones of your family and friends, they will start to drift away from you naturally. No matter how strong the bond may have been once, no matter if it's your father or mother or your spouse, your best friend, you simply cannot be the same one you were before. And things that the other did and you saw as normal will no longer be tolerable. Like your Saturday night meetings with friends, eating hamburgers and getting drunk as you did before. But it's you who has changed, you who has evolved. They stayed behind and they are further and further away from your frequency. You may make a great effort to be with them as you did before, in spite of what you now know. But that's just a stage you must go through. And one of many. It's unsustainable because it means that you must deny yourself to comply with the wishes of others. Eventually, you will be forced to learn to let go. Let old family members and friends follow their own path. You cannot change them. They cannot follow where you are going. So this is more relating not so much to the unreal people, but about the, the people drifting from your life during this whole ascension process. 
Nothing more to add. These words were enough, I think, what Zvaru said. But now me, I am asking. Thank you, Zvaru. What can you tell people who are worried about their family members not being real? What can you add to calm their worries? And now she says, they must indeed understand that it's them who is making them real. So in a sense, they are real people. Their experience with them is what matters. They need not worry about this. And from the wider point of view, they are not real, many of them. And it hurts when you see they are not. Now, to know if you are real, the single fact that you are questioning the possibility that you may or may not be defines you as real. Okay, this is an important point. How to know you are real? If you are questioning, if you are asking yourself this very, very question metaphysically, if you are able of this introspection, then you are real. Basically, basically that's, that's, that's what it is. Now, I ask, what can you say to the hurt people and the possibility of their family members not being real? She responds, the real people make the unreal real to their experience. Okay, I have to explain this. What she means that, as she always explains, all there is in the universe from the, from the wider metaphysical perspective, all there is is you. You are the only one that exists. There's only one consciousness and that's you. That's me. That's whoever. There's nothing, there's nothing else. There's no one else. So metaphysically speaking. So whatever matters, the only thing that matters to, to me, to my experience is my experience. So even if I'm interacting with something that from some other perspective may not be real, what makes it real to me is my interaction and my experience with that thing. So it doesn't really matter if it's, it's, if it's a real person or not, because the experience, the feeling, the interaction, the, the emotions, the impact, the impressions that I have after, afterwards is what, is what is real and what is making it real. And. And that's what really matters. That's what she says. The real people make the unreal people real to their experience. All real people have an inner knowing. They must learn to listen. If someone feels definitely real to them, then they are. Unreal people don't connect to you as much as the real ones. But yes, it does hurt when you realize that they may not be real people. I'm sorry if my words are unkind, but that's simply the way it is. You may be married to a good man, but he may be always cold, but a good provider and a good husband. But there is a certain coldness in his look, a barrier you are not allowed to pass. As a woman, you take that as a masculine trait, perhaps and maybe accepted. But in the end, you know inside something is wrong. Well, this is just an example. By the way, very important, a very important disclaimer. Let's not go around analyzing who is real, who is not, just based on if someone is cold and doesn't have the ability to connect or if they are not interested in spiritual subjects, because maybe they are real, but simply not ready to be awakened yet. It's very important to respect everybody the same way, 
everybody the same way because we have just no way of knowing from the inside, from here, from 3D, no way of knowing who is real and who is matrix. So everybody has to be treated the same way. Very important. Now, I ask, how can they calm their hurt? I feel that this video might, might filter out some people, those who are ready to face this and those who are not. It is seething. Svaru responds, yes, it will be a filter, for better or for worse. In Biology 3, the article which I already published, Biology 3, I am talking about clones and how they have infiltrated society and will each time more and more. I guess we must expect a reaction similar to this one. And yes, the reaction was quite uh, quite strong. Now I asked, because someone asked this question too, why is this information important to know? People say that it makes everyone more confused and going crazy looking for the unreal ones around them. My question is, what does this information serve? I know it is a part of the 5D awakening. We are waking up to the rules of the game. What else can you add to that, please? Zvaru. It serves to awaken people to consider other probabilities and other ways of looking at things. As you said, it's part of the awakening. You are growing and it sometimes hurts to grow. People must know that the concept is not new and it's widely accepted as true in places like India, Nepal, China, Thailand, Cambodia, Vietnam and Japan. Not as direct as how we stated it, but it's there. But essentially, people should go on with their lives, love their relatives the same way, and not worry, as that serves no purpose and no good for them. Now, I ask, now, what if someone with a twisted mind reads this and goes shooting people, saying they are not real anyway? What can you say about that? The battle response. If someone acts like that, they would immediately be defined as unreal themselves. Only more matrix reacting to programs and reasons that we discussed thoroughly in other videos. Yes, because she discussed the, the fact that when you put out the information to break the matrix, to liberate people from the matrix, the matrix is programmed to defend itself. That's how it is programmed, to defend itself and to counterattack. But another thing that defines unreal people is their complete lack of interest in spiritual concepts and ideas, such as this one. So no unreal people with such a destructive mentality would ever be looking at the video anyway. So it's not an issue from my point of view. The unreal ones will simply not see the information. And if someone, and if somehow they do, they will not really consider it. Whoever watched the video and reacts that way has not yet understood the message, much less that treat everyone with equal respect, especially the animals, including insects, part. Now, someone sent me a message, one of the viewers of this video, and said, yeah, yesterday night, I couldn't sleep at night. I was going crazy, trying to assimilate the, and digest the information. And I asked Svaru, how would you calm someone like that a bit? And Svaru responds, listen to this. Why do they need to be calm about this? I mean, it's hard information to assimilate, but there are tougher things we haven't even discussed yet. 
They are having a strong reaction to information that is completely out of their comfort zone. Their reactions are understandable, but they must know that processing information like this one is a necessary part of spiritual growth. I'm sorry, Gosha. Perhaps it is I who is having trouble understanding human reactions. And then I say, do you have false people there? I mean, the ones without the soul in 5D. And she says, as a spiritual concept, it applies here as well. Yes. The spiritual concept, meaning, uh, like I explained before, that the only thing, the only consciousness and reality that exists is you. And metaphysically speaking, they are all part of you. Everything else is part of you. But it's more complicated to see or to consider because here you will not find a single Targetan who will not be interested in high spirituality and the advancement of the soul. They all question. They all think. They are all clearly creators that will not fall into victim mode. I ask, but as a technological concept, a hologram, false matrix person, it doesn't apply, right? In 5D. You don't have completely false ones empty inside. Hologram people walking around passing for real ones. And she says, it doesn't as a technological concept of reality. It doesn't apply. That's only for the lunar 3D matrix. Here, the unreal people concept is only a philosophical one. So that's about the unreal people acclaration. Clarification. Acclaration is from Spanish. I translate from Spanish all the time. I have just one more thing about the unreal people. I asked how to recognize the unreal animal. Because actually, just as they are, there are unreal people, there are also unreal animal, matrix animal. It's crazy. It sounds, it sounds crazy, but yes, it's a, it's a fact. So she says, well, I, I asked, how do we recognize? Because we can't talk to them. We can't assess in any way. And she says, the same way as with people, but it's harder with animals as you cannot connect with them as easy as they are another species. But observe how they may react very robotic, very instinct in ways, exactly as they are supposed to behave. Notice a dog or a cat, how they're advanced and enjoying life outside the instinct and outside the expected reaction from a cat or a dog. And you know what? We all have animals and pets. So, well, most of us, I, I think, or part of us. And, you know, like we know when when we feel there there is someone inside this dog or a cat. I have a little dog called Crockett. And I definitely, I always say he's not a dog. It's like, it's a little person living, living inside with a personality and the way he looks at you and the way he does things. He's a strong character. He doesn't act according to the instinct, like as a, as a dog is supposed to behave. Yes. In some ways, yes, he is a dog, but he's also, you know, following his own life and his own perception of life. You can definitely see there is a consciousness with emotions and with, with, with the awareness and with personality. So that's what she is referring to. That's what she is referring to here. The real ones, she says, are like more mental. I don't mean crazy. Very mental, it meant 
I admit, like, there is clearly someone in there enjoying life. Mental, as in clearly thinking, perceiving reality, creating sentient being. They are real because you know you are and you can see they are as well. But as you can never know for sure, especially concerning animals, we must always respect them all as if they were real. And this, as I said before, also refers, also relates to the people. Okay, so that's about the subject of the unreal people and unreal animals. Okay, then we were talking about a little bit. Okay, yes, because in the beginning of our conversations, I asked about Corey Good, if his information is correct, etc. So she ha- she doesn't have she doesn't have a hundred percent a hundred percent take on Corey Good. It seems that not he's not negative. To, she says, "Good is not negative, to the best of my knowledge. His information is just a little out, outdated and with some accuracy problems. So that's her take on, on Corey Good, very general take. But then I asked about Mars. I say, some insiders say they already have colonies on Mars. Is that true? And she responds, and it's interesting here. She confirms, basically, the, the colonies on Mars situation. Oh, Mars, that's a totally different story. That's true. I've been following many people like Andrew Basaggio. They go to and from there using portals to jump over the Federation blockade. There are colonies there. Mars is divided into three regions. The reptilian and cabal side, where the colonies are. The mantis side and the grey mitre side. The borders are more militarized than the North and South Korea border on Earth. And the military tensions there are high. Many Marines from Earth, U.S. Marines, go there for a tour of service. Also projects to permanently move civilians there, like the ones exposed by Laura Eisenhower. And those portals are a headache for the Federation as they are very difficult to shut down. And there are many as well. Jump rooms, portals, stargates, all basically the same thing. They work with the same principle as a warp drive engine in a starship, only inverted. So that's the confirmation about Mars situation. That's it, okay? I'm not going to have more information about Mars at this point. Just wanted to share that little piece of information. Now, do you know that actually Svaru was uh, working on a, on a story about her own life? She never really finished it. We 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 stopped the communi- well, the communication stopped with her. So there's no way for me. There's no way of knowing if she's continuing with this or probably not at the moment. But she already started it. She was going to write an article about herself, about her life, about her adventures. It's gonna be it was gonna be very interesting. She says. Here, I will describe my world, my life, and my adventures in the ships. And that will be very sci-fi. But hey, what would anyone expect? Me to be mundane? I am the extraterrestrial. I've been concentrating too much on giving neutral messages. More like what any other would give, any other spiritual channel. That's enough. So yes, she 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 felt like giving more information, more extraterrestrial information 
at some point. She wanted, although I feel like she already has, she already gave us a lot of information that is not mundane or normal spiritual for me at all. But, but yeah, she, she wanted to, to step it up even more and give more extraterrestrial facts. By the way, someone said that, for example, the subject of cloning was not necessarily useful to them. And this is her response about this. By the way, there are no empty subjects here. Some men said that telling them about the clones isn't helpful. Isolated, maybe. But it's a part, it's part of a whole. You need to understand it all for you to be able to have the parameters to understand reality and the rest of what's coming. That's what I was telling you about the unreal people. This is the, a part of what's coming and part of, of venturing ourselves into the 5D reality. The 5D reality and the extraterrestrials, they're going to come with this kind of information. It's not just going to be rainbow and doves flying above our heads. It's going to be all kinds of tough information. So the clone reality is one of them. You can do a lot against the clones and about everything else. Humanity is and are the creators of reality. That's why the negative ones take on so much trouble to mind control you all. And I think this is the key of this, of Zbaru's messages. This is the, this is the central point of all this to empower us and to make us realize we have the power to create and change and choose the reality that we want to experience. The concept of poor, little, useless, powerless me is destroying your personal world and your collective world. To be in that mindset is not good for you. Yet, I also do understand your powerless point of view, and it's also valid. You choose. It's your experience. Someone who says that he feels powerless against reptiles, his point of view is valid as well. He is right. He is not wrong. But that's, but that's not the only way you can live. Not the only way to see things to interpret reality. I want people to understand this, to be able to hold multiple truths, multiple points of view. I see things with multiple points of view and many of them conflict. I know that's my fault for not disclosing holographic thinking first. Yes, because that's the point. All truths, uh, all interpretations of reality are valid for the person who is holding such views or interpretations of reality. And this is what you believe. This is your reality. This is how it is. Okay. It's valid. It doesn't mean that the other person's interpretation is not valid. Multiple truths, holographic thinking, especially because everybody is a separate individual parallel universe in themselves. It just seems like we are living in a collective one because they, 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 they cross. But basically, you are living in a separate universe. I am living in a separate universe. It's just that we are both observing the same point and our universes meet and cross and match. <laughs> At the same time, we are one. It's, 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 this is a holographic thinking. We all have separate universe, universes where we live and perceive. But at the same time, 
We are all fractals of the one. There is just one consciousness. There is just you, grand you. You are me and I am you. Crazy metaphysical realities. Yes, but it's a holographic thinking. So, so yes, someone who believes they are powerless, that's their truth, that's their reality, that's where they choose to focus their perception on, that's, that's, what's, that's what's going to be the fact for that person. And, but she's telling us there are other ways of interpreting and perceiving reality and perceiving themselves. We are not victims. Enough of this. Enough of this. Uh, this is the, this is like the, one of the most important thing that she always stresses. No more victimism, please. We, you are not victims. Wake up. Wake up. No. Okay. Uh, let's see. I think that's it. Yes. I, this is it because I already did this before. Okay. So. I just want to say thank you very much to everybody who has been with me in this channel this year. 2018 was amazing because it brought us the continuation and the deeper deepening of our communication with the Tiger and the friends. And we hope then 2019, actually not just we hope, we know because we are the creators of the reality, right? So we have to observe that as a fact that 2019 is going to bring us a lot more. And it's going to bring us more adventures, more knowledge, more information, more transformation. And we are, all of us, in a positive, beautiful, harmonious, collective timeline. So 2019, here we go. 2019, we are ready. We are ready for much more. We are strong and capable and all-powerful. I'm talking about all of us here. So thank you very much. Let's continue enjoying this, uh, this, this, this adventure. Thank you again and happy, happy new year to everybody. Bye bye.